Let's talk about really busy seasons of life and what they do to the emotions and relationships around you. Last October, I took a position at our church, a volunteer position, to help ladies in our missionary service. And I love it. It is where my heart is in missions. And my husband and I thought about it, prayed about it, and were very honored for me to take the position. Knowing what was coming um, a few months later, the probably the biggest thing for me to organize in this position are the meals for our missions conference, which happened in January. And I had some new ideas, so we changed things up. But we go to a large church, and I went through several weeks of a lot of stress, doing something new, being totally out of my comfort zone. I had to order food for hundreds of people for three different dinners, and I hadn't done that before. So I would say the month of January was very stressful, very stressful for me, and uh, ended up to be very successful because God stepped in, gave grace, everything worked out well, and I'm very happy about it. But what I want to talk about is the pattern of busy times, whatever that is for you. Maybe your child has started a new sport and it has really increased the busyness of your life and around mealtimes and changed your schedule for the first time, or maybe this happens every year and you're in the middle of that time. Maybe you are now caring for an ill parent or a, a chronically ill child and you have had to move into a very busy, demanding time of your life, a season. These times can come, and if, especially if they're temporary, like, like my needing to do uh, something that was for a conference. Well, the conference itself had an end date. So I am personally, my personality is, I will give everything and make everything great. But in the process of doing that and killing myself to do it, and next year, thankfully, I'll have lots of notes of how to do things better and delegate and things like this. But because of that, I noticed that when I get very busy and stressed and things like this, then what happens is, well, you start leaning on your family to pick up the slack. And thankfully, my husband is a person that does that really well. But you get busy, you have the event, or you have your time, you have your basketball season, or you have your new job that you're adjusting to. And then it seems like afterwards, there's a kind of a spiral. Tell me if this might be true for you. But I realized that maybe it's because I'm getting older. (laughs) And I'm not as young as I used to be. But after a stressful time of busyness or any stress that might come into your life for a while, I felt myself spiraling. Um, No one else probably noticed it, but me, probably my husband and kids noticed a difference where I was more moody. Um, This is after the stress. 
um, settling back into regular schedule. I was more moody. I was less patient. Um, I did not handle it very well. Times of stress, trying to achieve this and that. And, you know, it's just one of these busy seasons. We're changing houses. We're moving to a different house. And I'm teaching new classes at the college. So I'm doing a lot of extra study. And why I am saying all this is to say that I, our relationships can suffer. Uh, we can become very moody and expect others to take up the slack for what we can't give at the time. And that's a problem. I mean, it is really great to give your time for church ministries. It's really great to give your time for others. But when you are hurting people in closest to you and being moody and not having any uh, extra to give to them and um, things are suffering, that needs to really be taken a look at. And what I'm saying is that can spiral down into a feeling of depression, going from a high where you had to perform and making it work to afterwards, the afterwards. Um, and this is the trick I've learned. And this is what I want to talk about today. We will have very busy times in our lives. We will. And we have to learn how to say no to some things so that we our, our well-being doesn't suffer. Others' well-being doesn't suffer. And we do want to do uh, work hard for the cause of Christ. We do want to stretch ourselves. But... This has been the trick of what has saved me. If you are like me and you can be too hard on yourself, you will think, I will never do this. This is overwhelming. I cannot take this. And that mental baggage, that mental load that you carry will wreck you. I'm speaking from experience. This is how you solve it. This is what has worked for me because it, I look in the Bible, it's very biblical. And here it is, ladies. Take it one day at a time. Oh my goodness, that sounds cliche, doesn't it? The Bible is filled with references where the Lord reminds us that we live the Christian life one day at a time. If I am only worried about being who I need to be and getting God's help and grace and love and mercy for my life to give to others for the 16 waking hours I have of this one day. I can do that. I can trust God with 16 hours. I might not be a strong enough Christian at times to trust God for my kid's future five years down the road or my future daughter-in-laws, or the future of anything. But I can definitely trust him for 16 hours. That is what brings the peace. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You know why we can rejoice and be glad? Because we're only taking on this day. We're not fretting about tomorrow. We're letting that take care of itself. And we are getting up, connecting with the Lord, 
If you are super busy the moment you get up, at least while you're brushing your teeth, listen to a proverb, the proverb of the day, while you're brushing your teeth. That's about three minutes of time. Connecting with the Lord and bringing Jesus into your conscience, your conscious mind, first thing in the morning. Of course, I do recommend morning devotions, but if you're up and getting the kids to school and things are crazy and you need to do your personal Bible time a little later in the day, at least before you face the day, bring the Lord into your conscious mind. Listen to the proverb of the day, listen to a psalm on an app on your phone in the bathroom while you're brushing your hair, brushing your teeth pulling on your clothes. Get his help for these next 16 hours. That is really, really, really the secret of making it for a lifetime. I have seen that transform me from spiraling down into overwhelm and depression because I just cannot handle everything in my life. Have you been there? What brings peace is Be still and know that I am God. Not physically still. Maybe you have to run around and work a double or something like this. Be still in your mind. Upon waking in the morning or whatever your 16 to 18 hours of wake time will be today, connect with Jesus and give him your day. And if in your mind you're only needing to succeed with Christ for 16 hours, you can do that. And that's all that God is asking for you to do just for today. I hope that's hugely encouraging to you because that is an absolute life changer to me. You'll find yourself less moody, less grumpy, uh, less striking out at everyone if you're only trying to take on today. Love you, friends. Let's walk in love, loving God through loving others.